0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Everybody seems so upset.
2: I get it. Final hour of Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. All over the world on the Odyssey app, 913-586-7610. That is thy phone number. We'll talk some more Royals baseball as the show rolls on. You know, the, the current team. We don't need to talk about the vaccination stuff, although I did just see some guys tweet. And I say some guy because, I don't know, I was just scrolling up and down. He didn't have a check mark, so he could have been that important, right? Well, I mean, I don't even have a check mark, so maybe it's because I don't tweet. Who knows? But anyway, this guy was like, "Whit Merrifield can get all the way out of town." His big problem was this, and maybe this is your problem. Maybe I'm missing the boat here. That Whit made the comment: if the team was in contention, then he would get vaccinated to play in Toronto. Maybe that rubbed you the wrong way. Maybe it's like, well, look, dude, you're part of the reason why they're not in contention. Because you couldn't hit the baseball earlier this year. And because you couldn't hit the baseball earlier this year, the Royals aren't playing for anything. And now because they're not playing for anything, you're telling me that that's why you're not going to go and get vaccinated? I can see why people have a problem with that. The whole chasing your tail thing. I get that. We were talking a little Bobby Witt Jr. also. He's on pace this year. To have 20 home runs. I think it was like 21 home runs, 91 RBI, and his batting average has gotten a lot better over the last couple of months. And so, maybe bring up the question what if he turns into Carlos Beltran? Y'all cool with that as Royals fans? I had to pull up Beltran's numbers to remember exactly what he did here in Kansas City because he played for so many different teams. Seven years, 287 average averaged 27 home runs, 100 RBI, and won a couple of gold gloves. If I told you, Kansas City, that you're going to have Whit Merrifield for the next seven years, that he's going to hit around 290, that he's going to hit about 30 home runs a year, that he's going to have about 100 RBI per season, and that he's going to win some gold gloves, are y'all cool with that? Are your expectations even higher still for Bobby Witt, a junior? All right, if you got some beats, give it to me, because I feel like i got to lighten the mood a little bit here. With the All-Star game coming up, man, the Royals have had some bad All-Stars. Who's your favorite bad Royals All-Star? Maybe it's Mark Redman. Maybe it's Ken Harvey. Maybe it's Mike McDougal. None of those are mine. Jose Rosado. This is just an an unbelievable thing that happened. Jose Rosado was the Royals All-Star representative two years in a row. Both seasons he finished at least five games below 500 as a starting pitcher. No, no, no. That's not the best indicator. I get it. His ERA also finished over five. That was our all-star. And back-to-back years, that was the best we got. Couldn't even finish close to a 500 record. Couldn't even finish with a sub-five ERA. So I decided, you know what? Who would be on the Royals' all-star team of all-star teams? If we were around the diamond, Most of the positions are actually pretty obvious. If you have a problem with it, hit me up on the text line, 913-586-7610. Let's go ahead and start behind the plate. Salvador Perez. And if you don't think it's Salvador Perez, then just... I don't know. Put the lighter down, because whatever you're smoking is messing up your brain. Salvador Perez is our catcher. Let's go around the diamond. Third base, George Brett. No debate there. Shortstop. You know I've been talking smack on Whit Merrifield for the last few minutes. We going to put him there? Second base, pretty obvious. Frank White. First base. What do you think, Colin? All-time Royals first baseman. Who would you put on the team? You got Big John Mayberry. You got Eric Hosmer. You got Mike Sweeney. Who are you putting over there first?
1: Uh, to be honest, not a big baseball guy. So. Okay, all right.
2: Great answer. That's I'm what we're learning for. I'm
1: learning a little bit more since getting to I'm not from here oh. originally. So now that I'm getting here I'm learning uh, a little bit more.
2: Then be honest with me, how many of those names did you even know were people? Like you, that you've definitely never heard of John Mayberry. I've
1: heard the name. Okay. I've heard right. the name. It's just a matter of like Well the answer we were, The answer matter.
2: we were looking for is Mike Sweeney, all right? Okay. That's what we were okay. looking for. Mike Sweeney at first, Frank White at second. We'll put with at short. We'll put George Brett at third. Saldivis behind the plate. Now I know if I won baseball inside, I'm coming to you, brother. Left field. Give me Alex Gordon. I mean, the guy has like an entire balcony full of gold gloves. I don't know. Maybe Jermaine Dye. Was he left or right field? Center field. This one's dicey. What do you guys think? Carlos Beltran. Lorenzo Cain. Who played a better center field for the Royals? Right field. Johnny Damon? Maybe. Willie Wilson? Give me Johnny Damon. I'll give you the pitching staff here in a second, but let's, uh, let's go take this phone call. Go ahead and lower those bees. Let's go back out to the uh, the phone line. Double J, you're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Double J? Hey. Uh, what's up? What's up? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking the call. I just want to say, uh, what a game today.
1: And four from Detroit. It's a... It's a Fun game to watch today, and this, team's going, this team is getting better. Uh, I see it, and uh, they're growing up too. So it's good to see, and uh, I can't wait for the second half of the season. And as always, go, Orioles. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah,
2: thanks for the phone call, Double J. At least you're optimistic because I see not
1: that much reason
2: to be, especially because I think the writing is on the wall that Grinke's not going to be a royalty at the end of the year. Ben not going to be a royalty at the end of the year. Is Whip Merrifield going to be? Is Hunter Doge? We'll get back to that in just a second. Let me go around the rest of my all time Royals team. All right. Uh, designated hitter, Hal McCray. Manager, Ned Yost. Closer, Wade Davis. Starting pitching staff. This one was tough. Give me Saberhagen, Grinky, Apier. David Cohn, Dennis Leonard. All right, that's my five. That's around the rotation. Wade Davis closing it out. That's your all-star Royals team. All right, cut the music. Let's get back into the present day Kansas City Royals when it comes to trading players away in the second half of the season. In hindsight, which we don't live in, but in hindsight, it would have been great if the Royals would have traded away with Merrifield this time last year. Team wasn't really doing a whole lot. Individually, you could tell that he was okay, but he wasn't having one of those years where he's going to lead the league in hits or average or stolen bases or any of that stuff. And just like all of us in life, timing might be the most important thing. And with the Kansas City Royals and their front office, it feels like their timing, quite frankly, since the Royals were really good in 2014 and 2015, that entire run has been pretty crappy. Now, to be fair, Dayton Moore and the entire Royals brass had the Midas touch, I tell you, for like five years. Between 2000 and like, The end of 2012, 2013, then they started to get average and 14 came around and they went to their second World Series in 2015. They were still okay the next year. There was like a five-year period where if they went out and they tried to get a Ben Zobrist, he became, you could argue, the team MVP. They went out and get a Johnny Cueto. He, yeah, he wasn't great the entire way, but damn it, when he needed to be in the ALCS in the World Series, he looked like Cy Young. They went out there and got Kendry's Morales for nothing, and all he did was go out there and what, hit like, 30-something home runs, every single move they made, and then those other moves like the Terrence scores, the Gerard Dysons that nobody really thinks of. How about that bullpen? How about going out there and getting a guy like a Kelvin Herrera that had bounced around or a guy like a Wade Davis? Like every move that that organization made for about a five-year period turned out to be the right one. So I don't think that we can just look back, where are we now, five, six, seven years removed, and say, oh, Dayton Moore sucks. Oh, whoever the current general, like this front office, they don't know what they're doing. J.J. Apicola, he doesn't. I don't think that that's the case. I don't think that it's as simple as they don't know what they're doing. I think it's at one point they were having a really nice run as a front office. And ultimately what that led to was a bunch of wins and back-to-back World Series. The best time in a lot of our lives. So they know what they're doing when it comes to baseball minds. In Kansas City, In a market like this, there's not really a whole lot of different ways to win a World Series. This is not Boston or Los Angeles, right? This is not Chicago, where you go out there, you buy a player, you overpay for a bunch of money. If it works, great. If it doesn't, on to the next. You buy another piece. The only way you can really win in a market like this is you have to have a wave of players come up together. A Danny Duffy, a Yordano Ventura, a Salvador Perez – you got to make a trade for a Lorenzo Cain. Now, CDs Escobar, bring up Posmer and Moose. It's a wave. It's an entire wave of players that have to come up at the exact same time and succeed at the exact same time. The problem with the way this current roster is constructed is I'm a, generally a pretty optimistic guy and a huge Royals fan. Convince me right now of why I should be for this team the next year or the year after that or three years down the line is going to look more like it did in 2014 and 2015 than the crap that I've seen the last couple of years. If you missed it, the Royals won earlier today, zippity doodah, they've won three of four. They've won three straight series. Well, they're still in last place and they still have the second worst record in the entire American league. So don't put on your blinders. Don't be like, oh, I can't wait to see what Ben Attendee does the second half of the season. What you should be saying is, I can't wait to see what the Royals get back for Ben Attendee in the second half of the season. Because a player like that, an all-star that's not that old, you can imagine there's going to be five or six different teams that go, okay, he's hitting 320-something, 330-something. Once the playoffs roll around, we could really use a dude like that. So we're willing to give you blank. I don't know if you're going to get what the Royals gave up to get Johnny Equato and Ben Zobrist. What, did they gave up five different arms, three or four of them were lefties. A lot of guys that were at the top of their minor league organization, but you should be able to get something like that back. You should be able to put Andrew Benatendi out there on the trade market and say, all right, we're not interested in getting back a veteran. We're not interested in getting back a, you know, an A-level prospect. We want a dude that's been playing AAA ball that's ready to come up at the big league level and perform the next couple of years. If you want our piece to help you get over the top, the same way the Royals gave up a lot when they got Ben Zobrist, at least gave up a lot at the time, or when they got Johnny Cueto, you got to give to get. And it's a little bit weird in baseball because you're giving a known commodity like an Andrew Benatendi, like a Ben Zobrist, like a Johnny Cueto at the trade deadline for the complete unknown. There's nothing more in sports of a complete unknown than a baseball player that you've never heard of in a trade. The chances that that guy ever does anything or ever even makes the big league club is next to nothing. Like if you look at number one picks from other sports, if you have a number one pick in the NBA draft, like half those guys end up in the hall of fame. If you end up with the number one pick in the NFL draft, like a third of those guys end up in the Hall of Fame, or at least having great careers. That ain't really how baseball works. Until Ken Griffey Jr. went to the Hall of Fame a few years ago, there was only one other number one pick that had ever gone in. So it's a little bit different when you're trying to build a baseball team going forward than these other sports. And the most important part of it usually is getting something back for your proven talent. And the Royals have to face themselves in the mirror right now and say we've got a lot of proven talent. Andrew Benatendi. All right, we want back a left-handed pitcher at the Double A level that we would be ready to come up at the end of next year. There will be teams that have that. Now go out there and get it. You want Zach Rinke? You want a guy when he finally gets healthy that's got World Series and playoff experience? When he's good, he's great, like he was at the beginning of this year? Then we want a bat that we think in the next couple of years can bring some power. Don't just give these dudes up to get nothing. Give them up to get something back to give you a chance. Because the way the roster looks right now, and again, I'm an optimistic person and a huge Royals fan. I look up and down, and I'm like, what? What do they really have? You could have convinced me a couple of years ago. Oh, cool, they got this guy named Daniel Lynch and Jackson Cohen and Brady Singer and all these different names coming up. Well, a couple of them are going to be good. I can't wait to go out to the ballpark and watch them. You could have told me that they got this cat named Adalberto Mondesi. This 5 tool player looks really cool when he's out there. Leads the league in stolen bases. I'd be optimistic about it. Of those arms right now, you now you've seen him at the big league level. They're okay. Adalberto Mondesi, that chip has sailed right now. As a Royals fan, and I'm just calling like I see it, calling a spade a spade here. If you want to get excited about this Royals baseball team, you're getting excited about Brad Keller, Bobby Witt Jr., a couple of other guys that will probably make their name from the minor league system at some point this year, and then whoever the Royals trade for and get back. Because in these next, let's say, week to 10 days, Andrew Benatendi, I'm sorry if you don't want to hear it, he should not be a Royal. He just shun it. Root form in the All-Star game and then say bye-bye. Zach Grinke, it was a fun experiment at the beginning of the year, in the offseason. Overpay for a veteran pitcher that was here before, try to make his legacy the second time around. If it doesn't work, there will be a bunch of suitors for him. So get rid of his ass. Sorry. So Ben Attendee, it's been fun. See ya, Zach Grinke, bye. I'd hold on to Keller. Whit Merrifield, same thing. Nobody wants to hear this. I think what Merrifield ultimately one day ends up in the Royals Hall of Fame. But you know where he should be next week? On a different team. i got to take a break. I'll be back. It is 610 Sports Radio.
1: This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
2: Why does Dusty sound like that in this commercial? Everybody tells me that I've got a different voice on the radio than I do in real life. Maybe I do. I don't know. I don't think I do. But I know Dusty pretty well. That ain't his real voice. He's got a great beard. He's got a fine voice. That's just not it. Uh, welcome back into the show. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. The number is 913-586-7610. I got my boy Colin with me and you until 9 o'clock right here on 610 Sports Radio. I was just thinking... uh Isn't it crazy that the all-star game in Kansas city was 10 years ago. What? That was a decade ago. That was 2012. I'm at that's been 10 years. I've completely erased that from my memory. Now, part of that is the chiefs have hosted back to back to back to back AFC championship games. And the Royals, you know, went to a couple of world series in that time. So What used to be considered exciting and like a big stage for our city back in 2012 has definitely changed with the success of our teams. I remember very little about that game to be dead honest with you. I don't know. Maybe I was drunk, but I like do not. I remember the booing of Robinson and Cano, but that was during the home run Derby. I'm almost sure that the American League got smoked like a Snoop Blunt in that game. Like, I think they went out there and gave up, like, five runs in the first or something like that, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's all coming back to me. Melky Cabrera played on the Giants at the time. He was the MVP. Anyway, how things have changed. How things have changed. Um, Speaking of change, and now I'm just spitballing. I don't know the last time that you guys drove out to the airport to go drop somebody off or take a flight yourself. A couple of things. One, what happened to cheap flights? I used to be able to go to Las Vegas for like $17 there and $14 on the way back. And that was Spirit Airlines, so it was a little dicey. I had to pay for a cup of ice. I had to pay a different amount, whether I was going number one or number two in the bathroom. All right, I made that up. They didn't do that. It was, like, not quite that bad. But literally, I remember taking flights for, like, 38 bucks round trip to and from Las Vegas. That doesn't exist anymore. But if you've noticed, the uh, the new terminal out there starting to look kind of like an airport. Everybody always wants to talk about new. Like, it's automatically better because it's bigger and it's shinier and it's got all these bells and whistles. And it feels like we're at this transition period here in Kansas City where if you're like me and you're like at that point where you're like thinking about starting to have a family and all that stuff, once your kid is old enough to remember going to sporting events of so six, seven, eight, nine, ten years from now, it's going to be a different environment than you grew up in. Arrowhead's probably going to get some updates to it. Kaufman's probably going to be downtown. The damn airport's going to be gone. And I got to tell you this, I'm excited for it, but part of me is going to miss it. I miss the simplicity that is, going to a Kansas city Royals baseball game. You ever tried to go to a Cubs game? You're paid $70 for parking and makes our 20 look pretty good or whatever it costs to park out there right now. You ever tried to drive through LA traffic to get to a Dodgers game? Cool. You drive like 10 miles. You get there in the seventh inning just to turn around and go home. I like the access. I like the highway access. I like the big parking lot. Now, I understand going to a Chiefs game, you can run into a lot of logistics, but anytime you're bringing 80,000 people together in a giant parking lot. So, you know, I'll cut them a little bit of slack. But all I'm saying is when they move that baseball stadium downtown a decade from now, and you have to take public transportation there, and there's nowhere to park, and it's 50 bucks a pop, trust me, I'll be complaining the same way I am right now. I like simplicity, the airport. Oh, but Sean. There's going to be like 15 bars and 20 different restaurants. Okay. How long is it going to take my ass to get my bag when I get off the plane? Because right now the answer is a minute. And after I get that bag, after I get off the plane, you know how long it takes me to get my Uber? A minute. I get off that plane and within two minutes, I got my bag and I'm on the highway back to the crib. But, Sean, the new one's going to have 17 different bars if you want to get a tequila sunrise after you get your bag. No! I just want to get in and out. I don't know why I'm yelling. I had a rough night. I'm serious. If you guys didn't hear it at the beginning of the show, I'll tell you the Cliff Notes version of the story. So I moved recently, and I've had some issues with the handles on my doors, but not this type of an issue. So last night, at 3.26 in the morning, I went outside with my dogs just to let them out. Went out the back door. Just in my boxers, T-shirt, no flip-flops, no shoes at all, no keys, no cell phone, no flashlight, no nothing. Because I figured I would go outside, stand there with the dogs for a minute, make sure they're cool, not barking, and then I would let them back in and I'd go back to bed. Well, when I turned around to open the damn door, it had locked behind me. All right, I'm not tripping. Don't have my phone on me. Don't have pants on me. At this point, I'm like, goodness, what am I going to do? And my giant dogs are outside too. So, like, this is not a great situation. Don't have a spare key. So I think for a couple of minutes, I sit there. I get eaten alive by a bunch of bugs. And I'm like, I'm going to have to go through a window. And the only window that I had, the screen, like, that I had, like, unlocked so I could pop the screen off was in my bathroom. And the problem with my bathroom window is it's not as big as the other windows and it's elevated, but it was my only choice. I had to get back inside. Legitimately, what was I supposed to do? Like sit outside in my underwear all night long? No. Was I supposed to walk over to a neighbor that I've never met, knock on his door in my underwear and be like, hey, uh, can I sleep on your couch tonight? So I decided the easiest thing, the best thing to do was to take the screen off, slide the window up I did that luckily I had a chair out on my porch so I was able to like get myself in and then I put on some weight in the last year like I was like a 34 now I'm a size like 38 my waist is getting big I didn't realize it and I get through and literally my ass gets stuck in the window so my head is inside my bathroom my dogs are now outside barking by the way because they can't believe what's going on you got to imagine people are looking at me like driving around. Whoever saw me at that time, drive around the neighborhood at 3 o'clock, oh, this guy's either wasted or just completely breaking into this house. And I didn't know what to do. I was like half in, half out, half dressed, half screwed. I didn't know what I was going to do. And by the grace of somebody, my neighbor, I'd like to personally thank you right now if you're listening, Fernando Vasquez. This guy yells over to me, hey, and I yell, well, basically my ass cheeks yell back to him, hey! And he goes, what are you doing? And I go, dude, I'm stuck. I never met this guy, my new neighbor. I go, I'm stuck. I go, I can't, I lock myself out. He goes, well, I have a spare key, so I don't even know the guy's name. But anyway, he comes, like, literally pulls my legs out, gives me the spare key. We go unlock my door. We smoke a cigar and laugh about it for a minute and then go back to bed. But, uh sorry that's that's why if, if i sound like i'm a little bit tired i am all right what do you want from me 913-586-7610 is the phone number we've got a half hour left and coming up in the final half hour of the show we're going to talk about sports right here on 610 sports radio
1: this is Bink at night on your home for royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the kansas city chiefs 610 sports radio
0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Lots of stuff going on in our skies right now. Welcome back. 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. Colin Settle, Sean Levine. Taking you up until nine o'clock. I was reading a story during the break. Something about a buck moon. We all know about a buck moon. Huh? I know about John Buck. former Royal catcher. That's the second John Buck reference. I've made this show earlier. I talked about the home run that he hit. One of the furthest I've ever seen either him or Mike Jacobs. Anyway, the buck moon is a super moon that will come closest to earth this year. I'm reading a story about when, uh, when you can see it in Kansas City, and then you probably saw all that uh, telescope stuff the last couple of days, all those cool-looking pictures. Made me think about the time in 1994 when I was in Watersmeet, Michigan, and I saw a UFO. Dead serious. Now, I was also a young kid at the time, and, you know, maybe it was something else. But to this day, you know I like when you're a kid? If your dad confirms what you think, then it's true. Like if you're to say, man, that's the best play I've ever seen. And your dad goes, yeah, it is. Check. You're like, okay, that's true. If you go, damn, that is the coolest car I've ever seen. And your pops goes, it really is. You're like, oh, I got to get one of those whenever I can. I'll never forget it. This thing flew over us multiple times change colors, change directions. This was not a plane. This was not a bird. This was not Super Grover. This was something from beyond. And I turn to my dad, I go, I think that's a UFO. Fully expecting my dad to, you know, school me. Be like, no, son. There's a private airport just over to the west. He goes, oh, my God, it is. So that's the time that I saw a UFO. So this whole telescope stuff has me excited. I think that they're going to... uh They're going to find something out there. Let's get back in the Zach Wilson thing for just a second. Because the more I think about it, the more I'm a thousand percent on team Zach Wilson here. And if you've got a problem with it, then you probably have a problem with yourself or you probably got cheated on at some point. And, I come from a family, probably pretty much everybody does at some point, where somebody along the line cheated on somebody, so you feel like you've know you been hurt by it and you understand. And I get that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the Jets quarterback, Zach Wilson, who's like the best-looking guy I've ever seen in my life. He looks like Ken just completely came to life from Barbie and Ken and started playing quarterback. Now, he kind of sucks at quarterback, at least in the NFL so far. He's only played one year. But damn, that guy looks nice. The blonde hair, and the dimples, and the smell. Okay, all right, enough. <laughs> but but seriously, um. So he was with this girl, who's kind of the female version of him, like, just a perfect looking person, an absolute perfect looking human being. Apparently, he cheated on her, and apparently, he cheated on her with his mom's best friend. I don't see the issue. No, I see the issue. You shouldn't have cheated on her. If you wanted to be with your mom's best friend, you should have broke up with her and then got with your mom's best friend. There's like an order to these things. But I'm not going to get on my high horse and be like, oh, how could he hook up with his mom's best friend? If it's awkward for anybody, it's awkward for his mom. Right? I made this statement earlier in the show. I don't have a problem if you hook up with your mom's best friend. I have a big problem if you hook up with your best friend's mom. That ain't your best friend if you're going to hook up with their mom. I don't care how good looking she is. I don't care what area code he's in. I don't care how much booze you've got in your system. You don't do it the same way that you don't hook up with his ex-wife or something like that. There's code to these things. Life code, man code, whatever you want to call it. But I don't see what code was broken here besides the fact that he shouldn't have cheated on his girlfriend. So he's kind of a dog. Isn't it kind of weird for his mom? I mean, this story went public. Remember I just said a minute ago? How good of a best friend are you? How good of a best friend is she to Zach Wilson's mom? Why is that not coming up? You know? Like, does she still, even after publicly knowing that her son slept with her, is that
1: still her best friend?
2: At some point, you got to cut it off, right? Colin, am I wrong? Am I right? Just tell me.
1: Uh, Did you see his response on Instagram to everything?
2: No. What was it?
1: He said uh, it, it was a post. He went to, out to uh, to a camp in Idaho. He goes took the boys to Gozer Ranch Club in Idaho before camp. Poor cell service. What I miss. Oh, uh, see, he posted that today. See,
2: that's good. That's the way to play this. Like, you need you need you need to be self deprecating in this life. And honestly, what are, what, what what like what was he supposed to come out and say? You want Zach Wilson to come out and publicly, what, apologize to you? Apologize to his mom for up with a best friend? Apologize to his ex? Apologize to the Jets for being a distraction? What am I missing here? Now, also, the other side's a little silly. I saw that his odds went from <laughs> his Vegas odds went from 60 to 1 to be the MVP overnight to 50 to one to be the MVP because people were actually like putting money on him. I don't know. Like you were telling me that you think that there's some sort of a theory calling on like, well, people are putting MVP money on this guy because they know that he's got it in him. Right. You know what you told me? You know what you said? Basically,
1: he's got that dog. Okay. in Okay. <laughs> All right.
2: Are you, are you thinking this is an idiotic, archaic way of, you know what? I'm going to put down 10 bucks. Like he hooked up with Zach Wilson's mom with his mom's best friend. It goes to show me that, you know, he's willing to call out a teammate. Like what's your line of thinking there? You moron. All right. Let's take this phone call before a break. Brandon's in Shawnee. What's up with you, Brandon?
1: Yo, man. Hey, I want to let you know that, uh, I think a lot of us appreciate your stories, bro. Like, the story about your getting locked out and all that, I think a lot of us can identify with that. Um, now, I know you weren't you know, messed up with alcohol or drugs or whatever, but a lot of us may have been in those situations <laughs> where that happened. And then also that Denver story, bro, the, the, oh, my goodness, that was so funny. And now I'm going to tell you right now, as much as you're getting involved in this Zach Wilson story, I feel like you you it, I feel like it touches your heart a little bit. I feel like you you got somebody's mom like lock, I I feel like there's something there. I feel uh, like you can uh, identify with Doc right. Wilson a little bit. I, right. I, I, you just I, just just spill
2: it, bro. Spill uh, okay. the beans. All right, all right, Brandon. I appreciate the phone call. Um I will But I'm going to make you stay tuned. Coming up after the break, I'm going to tell you exactly. I'm going to give you the details of exactly why I relate with Zach Wilson. By the way, I appreciate all that, man. Like my entire style of radio has always been. I think there's a lot of people in this business. I'm just off the script here that take themselves a little bit too seriously. Like we talk about sports relating. You guys should go in a press box sometime. It is the most debagged place you'll ever be. Everybody's taking themselves so, oh, I read about sports. I talk about sports. I'm not gonna clap or cheer. What are you not a fan? You don't like the team? What are, you, what are you doing? So my whole thing has always been be relatable. I mean, if this is if you haven't listened to me for a long time, dude, I used to tell stories every day on the drive before I had a serious girlfriend about going out with chicks on Tinder that either didn't show up or wouldn't talk to me or wouldn't call me or getting locked out of my house or doing stupids. Like that's that's I try to be relatable because I feel like I am the everyman. You know, like anyway, I appreciate that. And I'll tell you why I relate to Zach Wilson coming up on the other side in our final segment. It is 610 sports radio.
1: This is bank at night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas city chiefs, 610 sports radio.
2: So that dude said some nice stuff about me when he called in, enjoyed the stories and my style and all that, which I genuinely appreciate. And then he also kind of put me on blast being like, hey, something happened. Like, you, you can relate to the Zach Wilson story more than you're putting on. So I can, and I'll tell you why here in just a second. But I got to clear up a couple other things first. From the 816, somebody was confused about my story. Wait, did your neighbor have a spare key? Yeah, so I just moved into the place, and I hadn't met the neighbors yet, but apparently the landlord had gave the neighbors a spare key before. You know, like just in case something happens. They've lived there for a long time. He's a super nice guy, Fernando. And so, yeah, he had the key. <laughs> what was more embarrassing was that he literally had to like grab me by my ankles just to pull me out, pull me out of the window, and I wasn't wearing any pants. <laughs> That's how I introduced myself to my neighbor. Literally. He goes, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm stuck." I can't get in my house. He goes, I got a key. The dude came over my fence. (laughs) Like if if It was the opposite story. First of all, I would have called the cops thinking somebody's breaking in. Second of all, if Fernando was stuck in his window and needed me to pull him out, and that was our introductory meeting, I would have wore gloves. I would have, like, made sure that I found some sort of, like, gardening gloves or something. I can't touch that man like that. But, yeah, he just just grabbed my cankles and just started pulling on him, and then I was out, and then he had the key, and and we got inside. Um, 816, I heard Buck Moon is your new neighborhood nickname. Better than the sports machine, bro. It's better than the sports machine. From the 913. Oh, here we go. I hooked up with my mom's boyfriend back in the day. It was kind of awkward, just saying. See? So it's not just us dudes. She said that she hooked up with her mom's boyfriend back in the day. It was just kind of awkward. I actually texted her back. Let me see if we've gotten a response. I wanted to know if her mom knew about it. Um, Yes. Okay. Her mom did find out about it. All right. Let me see if I can read the rest of this. Um, Oh, wow. Oh, oh. I guess it kept going. How about that? <laughs> said they were cuddle buddies until a couple of years ago. So, you know, good for you. Worked out well for you. 913 586 7610. For the next six minutes, I'll be on the radio. So if you feel like you need to text me any stories about you hooking up with your mom's boyfriend or ex, or if you got a little Zach Wilson in you, I mean, I legitimately, so okay, so here's how I can relate to it. In high school, no, our freshman year of college, but we were all home. We were over at my boy Grant's house, lived in Olathe, and the reason I say my boy is because he wasn't my best friend. I don't even know if I would call him a friend. He was like my boy. He was like, you know, if we needed like a 10th guy to play basketball, we would call Grant. He had a good jump shot. He didn't live too far away. He was that kind of guy, you know, like... Um, if we were having a party and we wanted to get a hotel room and we needed like to divide it because you know we were young back then, didn't have any bread to our name, then we would call Grant because he was like a cool guy like that, you know, whatever. So we're all at his house and we're all having a good time. And I come to find out, I swear this is a true story, I come to find out that he lives with, it's not his parents' house, it's his ex-stepmom's house so like no relation at this point which to me means no guilt so i felt like she took an interest in me and you know your boy took an interest in her back in the day she was older she had this dark brown hair again she was interested in me which at the time not a lot of people were you don't think i went for it Hell yes, I went for it. And I'll spare you all the details. But I remember when I told my friends, you know, like sometimes you guys are all familiar with the walk of shame, right? But then there's also like the story of shame where maybe it's not the next day. Maybe it's two days later. Maybe you're on the golf course. I remember I was with my boy Palamba one time, Nick Palomba, We were at the Overland Park golf course. It was three days after I did whatever with this girl. I was so embarrassed about it. And I finally like came clean. And he goes, oh, it's not that big a deal, dude. I, you know, I've had worse. I feel like that's always the dude's reaction. When I told my friends about hooking up with Grant's ex-stepmom, you would have thought that I had told them that I hooked up with his girlfriend right in front of him. I mean, they were appalled by my activity." My boy, Casey, wouldn't talk to me for a couple of weeks. Now, Casey was actually Grant's friend. That's how I kind of knew him. So he was embarrassed by my actions, and I can get that. And if you're listening, Casey, I apologize. In hindsight, you know what? Unless my girlfriend's listening right now, in hindsight, I don't apologize. Come on. Holding that against Zach Wilson. If anybody should be reprimanded, if anybody should be embarrassed— It's Zach Wilson's mom for having a best friend that will sleep with your son. Okay? All right. I'm glad I got that off my chest. Because remember I was telling you that you can't hook up with your best friend's mom, but you can hook up with your mom's best friend. Basically, his mom needs a new best friend is what I'm telling you. If she's going to go around hooking up with his son, she's got the issue. All right, we've got a few minutes left. Who knows where to take this? Uh, 913-586-7610 if you've got any final texts. We've been all over the place today. I told you about the new stuff that I tried this week. I went to Corner Cafe earlier this week. Had the best open-faced roast beef sandwich I've ever had. I feel like a change man. I tried Fig Newton's earlier today for the first time. I'll never eat another one the rest of my life. Where else have we gone down this odd and strange path today? We did a little random Royal kit. Pellos' name came up, Terry Schumpert. I got you Levine's list. My top 10 favorite worlds of fun rides. If you want to uh, see your boy in the worlds of fun parade, I'll throw you beads. Just yell sports machine on a week from Sunday, go out to worlds of fun. I'll be, I'm in the parade. I don't really know what that means. I think I'm just on a float throwing beads but I'm in for it. The only other time that I was in a parade was the St. Patrick's Day parade in Lawrence, which sounded like a really fun idea. It's back when I was hosting Rock Shock Sports Talk in Lawrence, and they were like, hey, get in the back of this open bed truck, and we're going to drive it down Mass Street, and you're going to stand up and wave to everybody. I thought, cool, until it hailed. I don't know if you've ever been driving through a parade in the hail in an open top truck you see this dent column she's like a little dent between my eyebrows that's a that's that's a chunk of hail bro that thing was you've heard of golf ball size hail right have you heard of watermelon size hail that's what it was hit me right there i couldn't believe it uh, we talked a lot of Bobby Witt Jr. earlier today as well. He's on pace for 20 home runs and 90-plus RBI, kind of Carlos beltron ish And let's just get out of here because I don't want to, you know, completely avoid the elephant in the room. The headline story right now, like as we speak on ESPN.com, involves your Kansas City Royals. And no, it's not. Hey, the Royals have won three out of four. How about that? It's Royals are going to be without 10 unvaccinated players in Toronto. So we took some phone calls earlier today from people that are just completely up in arms about it. They're mad at Dayton Moore. They're mad at JJ. They're mad at Whit Merrifield for saying that he would play if the Royals were in contention. I get it. I understand that side of it. I do. It's definitely not a good look. It's definitely not something like the facts that that Byrne kept bringing up are crazy. Your opinion's one thing, but the facts are the facts and the facts are that, This entire season, there have been 25 players in total on every team combined that have ran into this scenario that have not been able to play because of lack of being vaccinated. 25 total players. And now it's 35 total players who have ran into this issue because 10 of them come from the Royals. So if that's your argument, if your argument is the facts and you're like, damn, every other team got it figured out, why not us? That's kind of where I am. But I'm also based in the reality here that it would be a very difficult stance to take or an opinion for me to form if the Royals were good. What I'm trying to tell you is if they were like actually playing for something, instead of being 13 or 14 games back, if they were three or four games back, then I might have a completely different opinion on it. But the truth is they're not going anywhere. So if they've got a bunch of minor league players out there and if they lose a bunch of games that they probably lose otherwise, if we're just calling real, you know, not happy about it, but we took a lot of screaming phone calls earlier today. I'm sure that they will hit this up all day tomorrow, starting with Fesco in the morning. Uh, Thank you to everybody that called into the radio show today. I appreciate everybody that texted. We had a lot of fun, especially in that random Royal segment. Follow me on Twitter if you don't already. It is at Sean Levine KC. And I spell Sean the right way. My mom was a big Sean Connery fan. S E A N. So it's at Sean Levine KC on Twitter. Thank you to my boy Colin Settle for spinning the wheels. And uh, that's about all I got for you. To the girl who um, used to hook up with her mom's significant other. Have you no shame? Eh, if Zach Wilson can do it, you can do it too. And Grant, if you're listening, the whole thing about your ex-stepmom, my bad, bro. Sorry. Sorry. I'm a sports machine. I'll talk to you next time I talk to you. This is 610 Sports Radio.